welcome to another episode of This Babe Is Not Retrograde. I am Olga the Astrologer and as always I have my friend Amon who's the Mindset and Life Coach and today we're talking about self-esteem, some of the practical tips that you could do to boost it and of course we'll tie in the astrology part into the mix so let's just get straight into it. Today we're talking about self-esteem, like what made self-esteem come to you and what made you want to talk about this today? Yeah, so I just found myself really digging deeper into this topic and right now we have Jupiter retrograde and whenever we have that, usually the topics that the planet rules, which is self-esteem and also ambitions and our goals, that area basically becomes highlighted in our minds. So right now is a great time to kind of reevaluate your goals and your self-worth and see where your self-esteem is. Do you need help in that area? Is that something that you want to work on? So I think it just naturally, it's been in the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I wanted to explore that with you a little bit more and see your point of view. And I know that must be a huge part of your work as a life coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing that comes up the most when my clients are wanting to do anything new or work on something, whether it's moving somewhere or getting a new job or working on any type of goal. The topic of self-confidence comes up and believing in yourself. So I'll definitely would love to get more into that. But with you saying like um, Jupiter being in retrograde right now and it's being highlighted, what comes to mind right now is that a lot of people are, you know, they're losing their jobs. So they no longer have that to identify with. And I think a lot of people place their self-worth or self-esteem, if you want to call it, based on their job. Like how you said it has to do with identity, I think a lot of people identify with their work like, oh, I'm a life coach or I'm, you know, this and that. I think a lot of people identify strongly with their job and they feel like that's kind of what their self-worth is. And if they're not really proud of the job that they do or they don't feel aligned with their work or they feel like they could do more, that can definitely affect your self-esteem because it has to do with how you identify actually I think it's interesting you mentioned that a lot of the clients who come to you they come to you because they want to change something in their life or start something new and I feel like when people have that desire it's coming from the place of their true authentic self because they're realizing oh I'm not living up to my greatest potential or this is not really like the current situation is not who I really am but then they're afraid to take that next step because they don't believe in themselves and the more I think about it the more I'm realizing that once you kind of get closer to your identity and start to realize who you truly are and That, by the way, is like, I feel like a project for the duration of your entire life. There Mm -hmm. is an end goal and like realization, this is who I am. But when you're kind of on that path, when you're letting your true authentic self just be, you're starting to respect that about yourself. And it almost becomes greater than who you are, greater than your kind of ego. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I think when you have that realization, 
you're starting to notice that your self-esteem also becomes more adequate and it's more independent versus like dependent on opinions of other people. So I love that. I I know it's like a lot, (laughs) but that just kind of been my way of thinking recently. And I've personally realized that, that the more I think about who I truly am, the more I feel better about myself. And I'm kind of more confident in certain areas. And just my self esteem overall is more It's not like to me, I don't see it. Some people see it as like low self-esteem, high self-esteem, but I think it's either adequate or inadequate. So Mm -hmm. it's like either objective and related to who you really are or just dependent on a bunch of different factors that are outside of your control. Mm, Yeah, I like how you put that. And I think how you're saying with identity, like a lot of times, you know, when people that I'm working with my clients, like, let's say they want to start like one of my clients wants to start posting more of her art and really start embracing that creative side of her. But then maybe she doesn't feel like she identifies as an artist or like, who is she to Mm -hmm. do this? But I think that's where the identity part comes in. And I think affirmations are really powerful when it comes to you wanting to, I guess, identify as something, but you don't fully believe it. Like, you know, I am a creative or I am an artist. I'm allowed, because I do create, I'm allowed to identify with that. And I think that's also really important as well. Yeah, I remember this is kind of random, but I feel like it's kind of related. So years ago, I took a running class. It was kind of like a running program. Mm -hmm. And it was like a very beginner one because I've never done really like serious running before. And they told us on our first class, like, yeah, right now you can't even run like three miles, for example, but you can still call yourself a runner because that is something that you do every day. So you have a total right to call yourself a runner. And I think it's the same thing with like calling yourself an artist, calling yourself an astrologer. Like I personally had spent probably at least a year or two coming to terms that I can actually call myself an astrologer because that is what I do. And yeah, I might not know everything about it. And like this artist might not know every technique or they haven't perfected their art, but that's something that they do do every day. So we have to respect that part of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like how you said, you know, I don't know everything, but like nobody does. You can't ever claim that you know everything. We're always going to be learners. And like you bringing up the running thing kind of reminds me of when I started taking yoga classes and I felt like I always had to say the disclaimer, oh, by the way, I'm new to this, even though I'm not completely new to yoga, even though I've done it in the past, I'm like pretty new to this. I've only done it like a long time ago. But then it was funny because like when I did take the class it was obvious I did know a lot of the steps because I've done this before Mm -hmm. and it's just funny like having to have or always feeling like you have to put a disclaimer and we don't really need to do that you know in some situations a disclaimer is necessary when you're giving advice of like I'm not a nutritionist I'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. you know I feel like that's different as compared to when it's like creating or something artistic and you feeling like you have to put that disclaimer you can just create and say I'm creating this and sharing this with you like you don't really have to put yourself down yeah Um, it's your experience and everyone's mm -hmm. gonna have 
different one. Yeah. So, okay, the self-esteem versus confidence. I'd love to get into that because <laughs> I think I always focus on confidence and maybe I should focus a little bit more on studying self-esteem and especially with my work with my clients I always focus on confidence and waking up and doing affirmations and like mirror work is something that I love like looking at yourself straight in the eye and just telling yourself really nice things is actually really really powerful it can make you cry sometimes um yeah it's, it's actually really really powerful I love it um so that's kind of what I focus on when I focus on like self-confidence it's like confidence yet also self-love with the mirror work um mm-hmm. but how would you differentiate I guess self-esteem versus self-confidence yeah I mean they're definitely very close definitions or things but Mm -hmm. to me self-esteem is something that is always there and sometimes yeah it could be high could be low or adequate and inadequate but for me it's just very tied into who you are so it's always there in the back of your mind and then confidence is just an act uh, like when you go into a specific situation, whether you have confidence about it or not, because we might have pretty adequate self-esteem, but sometimes we don't have as much confidence going into something and it, it could be vice versa. Mm-hmm. Another thing is when you work on your self-esteem, your confidence kind of automatically gets better as you as you become more certain in your self-esteem. And I think when you're working with confidence alone, it might be, especially if you're doing it like unsupervised, Mm -hmm. you might miss a point where you're paying attention maybe to this one certain thing, but maybe there is something bigger that's kind of like a theme for a lot of different parts in your mind that are tied together. I don't know if that's making sense, but it's just something more constant versus like an act of something, Mm. how I would define it. Okay, so from what you've said, like kind of what I'm picturing is confidence is something that you can have confidence like going into a room, but if you don't have enough self-esteem, that confidence can easily be just knocked over. Yeah, maybe. That's a good way to put it, I think. Okay, so how do you think we can build our self-esteem versus confidence because I know with confidence believing in yourself and doing the affirmations and things like mirror work or another thing that I like working on with confidence is body posture I find that really helps it's just shifting the way you're standing can bring a lot of confidence it's kind of like subconscious almost it sends a message to your brain yeah Um, but as far as self-esteem since it's bigger it's kind of bigger than confidence because self-esteem is almost similar to self-worth yeah I would say so I think to me self-esteem is always going to be there as long as you're continuing to be in tune with yourself so check in with yourself kind of ask questions. Am I spending my time in this lifetime doing the right thing or am I wasting it? Is this maybe decision that I'm making true to who I really am or am I just going with the flow of what the society is telling us and just kind of always being aware who you are. And like I mentioned earlier, there's no way to figure it all out and be like, okay, this is who I am. I'm done for the rest of my life. It's going to be a process for the rest of your life that you're going to be learning. But 
I think when you're just taking those steps uh, one at a time each day, knowing that you are living up to, I don't, well, actually, I don't want to say like living up to your identity because that doesn't sound right as well. But just kind of, I think, listening to your intuition and listening to your inner voice and just, I don't know, just doing what feels right and not what feels like you need to do that for whatever reasons. And for me, I might be biased because I am an astrologer, but astrology, I think, is a very powerful tool in getting to that starting point of realizing who you are. Mm -hmm. And even if you know everything about astrology, I feel like there's no way that you're going to, again, figure it all out. But at least you can rule out things that like, okay, this is not who I am, but these parts might be more like who I am. So I think learning a little bit about your chart, maybe even meditating and asking that question every once in a while, who am I? What am I doing here? What is all of this for? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just journal and I might ask myself a question who am I not or what are the parts that I can't identify with and then from there it just kind of rules out and points me in the direction of who I really am that sounds really deep and like a lot of work but I feel like it's the same as like brushing your teeth every morning it's like you have to have that check-in with yourself and yes I definitely agree it's continuous and you have to check in with yourself every single day um but what you said about the astrology can definitely help I feel like astrology has helped me with my self-esteem not like just confidence now that I think about it Mm self-esteem because it helps me understand parts of myself that I kind of judged myself for For example, having a Leo moon and feeling emotions sometimes very dramatically or expressing them dramatically um, instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, why am I so dramatic? It's just kind of something that I've accepted in myself that, you know, this is how I process emotions and this is how I show them to the world. And just understanding parts of myself through the natal chart or even like me being a Scorpio and either being private and instead of feeling like, oh, like, why am I so private or like, why can't I be open like others? Instead of feeling like I have to be someone I'm not, it's allowed me to accept who I am and Mm -hmm. accept those parts of myself. But also at the same time, I'm not settling for, oh, well, that's just how I am. I know those are things that I can work on. Like I'm aware that I can be dramatic, but then it also allows me to be aware and conscious of like, okay, well, when is it appropriate to be dramatic or is me being dramatic in this certain situation hurting someone? Can I take a step back and just process this internally before I lash out? But yeah, my whole point is I think knowing my natal chart and studying it has definitely allowed me to accept certain parts of myself that I was already aware of, but seeing them in my birth chart and understanding them from a different perspective almost kind of helped Mm -hmm. my self-esteem, I would say. Yeah, I really love that you said it's, you know, accepting those parts, but not settling for this is who I am for the rest of your life and just working on it. I think that's that's definitely the first and important step in your self-development journey. I mean, I, I can definitely relate to that. And I have had similar experience too. And that part of like accepting, it's almost like sometimes I like to 
pretend and I'm going to say like, okay, I am going to have a conversation with myself, even though that sounds crazy, but I'm going to ask kind of like my inner critic. Okay. Tell me the things that you don't like in myself. Tell me what exactly it is. And then like through that conversation, you just kind of start to accept that. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, this is there, but this is part of me. And I have all these different qualities and that's okay because that makes me you know, this complex person. And there are ways to use those qualities that we might have a hard time accepting Mm -hmm. somewhere else that could actually be helpful and useful. And that moment when you start to accept that, that is so powerful. And that is definitely the point where you can see a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can relate to that in so many different ways, like even accepting where you are in your life. And accepting that, you know, it's okay to be where you are and then to be aware of where you want to go and work towards that without feeling bad for where you are or feeling ashamed. And I feel like accepting where you are makes a huge, huge difference. And one example of that, that something that I just thought of is, for example, like being in debt. A lot of people can feel very ashamed of being in debt and they kind of like ignore it. They don't want to identify with it almost. And then if you go to a place of like, okay, let me just accept this is where I am and really face it, like facing your insecurities. This is where I am. Actually look at it instead of ignoring it. And then thinking about where you want to be, where you want to go, and then having a end goal and this vision that you're working towards, but you're not being ashamed of where you are. So then that way, if that ever comes up, let's say, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone else, it doesn't sting or hurt when they bring it up because you've already accepted it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Once you have accepted that for yourself, it's separate from you in a way where like no matter what other people might say about that part of your life, it can't really influence that thought or that, I don't know, feeling Mm -hmm. any further. Yes. I mean, obviously, if people keep maybe (laughs) telling you about it, then it's a different story. But I think generally speaking, you're your hardest judge. Mm -hmm anyway so yeah once you have work you're you're good (laughs) yeah and like now I'm just realizing like I'm having an epiphany of that's all it is is acceptance whether it's a situation for example being in debt I know a lot of Americans are in debt with school and everything and it's like it's okay and then another example is let's say something physical like about your looks like yeah I'm a really tall girl or yes I do have a really big nose like and you just accept it for yourself instead of feeling like it's something you have to hide then no matter what anyone else says it will never bring your self-esteem down or sting you or hurt you because you've already accepted it and what they say can't hurt you if someone says wow you're really tall for a girl or something stupid like that you're you're just like yeah I'm aware of that and I actually know that about myself and I've already accepted it and acceptance almost is like self-love and it doesn't hurt and it doesn't bother you or if someone goes oh you have a really big nose it's like I've already accepted that. I'm not trying to hide that. I'm not trying to lie to myself about it. I've already Mm -hmm. accepted it. And that is what creates, I think, true self-esteem and true confidence. 
Yeah. Another thing that helps me too, if you're having a hard time, pretend that you are talking to your best friend. And if your best friend has this quality that you kind of consider negative, like you're not gonna not love them because of Mm -hmm. that. You're still there. You're still their best friend. So like you wouldn't keep pointing that out, limiting them from something. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes sense. If you wouldn't say that to your best friend over and over again, again why would you say it to yourself in a hurtful way but yeah I love that so speaking of astrology earlier I'd love to get into the Jupiter placement so you were saying that it mm-hmm. affects our self-esteem I've never really thought about that or heard about that so I'd love to hear what you have to say I know we have yeah. the same Jupiter placements in Libra. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just excited because I know nothing about that. Well, good that you're excited. <laughs> but basically, so as you know, and hopefully everyone else by now knows that we have 10 planets that we use in astrology and Jupiter placements gonna show how you value yourself. It kind of rules our goals, our expansion of ideas, whether it's like expansion of mind or maybe self-development journey. When we talk about planets, planets and we say they're you know the actors and when we see where that planet falls in our natal chart so for example the house which is going to be the set and then the decoration is going to be the sign jupiter goes around the entire zodiac in 12 years so it spends a year in each sign which explains why we both have it in libra Mm -hmm. we're pretty close in our age And the difference would be our house placements. But in general, if you want to understand a little bit more about your self-esteem, I would start with the sign. So in Libra, for example, and especially if you're around our age, you might have the same placement. So Libra is a very partner-oriented sign. So sometimes your goals might also kind of depend on your partner, whether it's your romantic partner or maybe someone that you work very closely with. So that's something that you might have to watch it. Like, okay, is this thing that I want, is it because I truly want it or is it because my close partner wants it so in that placement your level of ambitions might be a little bit too dependent because libra is a sign that's very you know all about balance it never wants to upset anyone so you might find yourself like in that position of almost like a people pleaser but again like you said you don't have to settle for that so that's just something that okay i tend to be a people pleaser in this sense so let's go back and check in with ourselves and ask ourselves what we truly want Mm. If that makes sense. I don't know if you resonate with that. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that I have had people pleasing tendencies, but I think over the years that's something that I have worked on with setting boundaries and just being a little bit more self-aware. But when you said Libra, I, I thought you were going to mm-hmm. say it has to do with beauty. So maybe our self-esteem has to do with our oh, aesthetics. Yeah. I can definitely see both with the partner thing. Because when you mm-hmm. said it also rules partnerships, I do find myself, let's say, this is going to sound so kind of funny, but like my partner, not that my self-esteem totally like depends on them but it's kind of like my boyfriend's really 
hot and good looking, it's kind of like a self-esteem booster. <laughs> yeah. Like it does kind of almost boost yourself. Yes. And it's like, I don't know, maybe that's why I'm super picky. The aesthetics is actually um, a big part of Libra. So that's not incorrect. Mm-hmm. Another thing is Jupiter also rules our growth. So sometimes you might grow through your partner. So there's like, yeah, you got to watch and uh, make sure you're not just blindly following your partner's ambitions. But this is also an opportunity for you to maybe grow through that person. So if they're very ambitious, maybe that's something that you can pick up from them. Or if they're, I don't know, very hot <laughs> and they take their body, maybe like that'll kind of like set, I don't know, a fitness goal for yourself or some sort of. But I think the bottom line is just to be aware. Again, everything is so so much mm-hmm. about awareness that you're using the good parts of those placements instead of just blindly following because then it can turn into your self-worth completely connected to who you're dating or who you're married to or maybe you're a business partner so yeah I resonate yeah. with that I've definitely feel like partnerships can definitely help me grow especially when they're motivated for me and it's something that I've noticed is like if they're healthy and if they're really into personal development and really helps me to do those things with that person if that Mm -hmm. makes sense yeah whenever you have a partnership it's almost like you guys are forming this one system together um but if you don't have your jupiter in libra but you have it in the fire element and that is aries leo or sagittarius you are a little bit lucky in that sense that your goals tend be more individual because fire is not really oriented on other people or their emotion is just like okay I want this thing I'm gonna go get it fire placements tend to be a little bit more independent in that sense but a thing to watch in their case is making sure that your ambitions aren't hurting maybe your other areas in life or the people around you Or sometimes you might think this is the goal that you need to get, but maybe that's something that you're just acting too impulsively instead of taking a moment again and asking yourself of this, what I really want. And then Earth is pretty opposite. So Earth is Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So if you have Jupiter in one of those, you have to feel that whatever you're doing is bringing some sort of what's a good word productive or maybe more career oriented productive is a good one or efficient or something like that because earth is so much about building form and very like about structure and things like that and stability stability for sure so you might have a more stable self-esteem which isn't going to be changing on a day-to-day basis but if you do already have inadequate self-esteem it might take you longer to get out of that state because it's so Mm -hmm. stable and not as flexible and then if you have it in air so pretty much what we said for libra is gonna is gonna be relevant but then if you also have it in gemini or aquarius it will in some cases be more dependent on people specifically so for a libra it's partner for gemini it might be your immediate surroundings maybe like your siblings or even your neighbors classmates and then aquarius is more niche and in those groups where you have 
shared interests or like your community like friendships yeah Yeah, I can see Mm -hmm. that yeah because my brother's an Aquarius it's just (laughs) interesting like I always know with astrology I feel like examples will pop up from experiences and you're like whoa that that makes sense but yeah okay Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to water they're a lot more especially if it's like in cancer if someone goes in and critiques them that might also stick with them It might be deep because we're dealing with emotions when we talk about water. Sometimes it might depend on how religion sees them. There's so many different details when it comes to each sign, but it's it's a good starting point. If you're not really familiar with astrology, you can literally use astro.com or cafe astrology like we always refer to and then just Google it and kind of take it with a grain of salt a little bit because it just like explaining one area of your chart but it's mm-hmm. a good place to start yeah I like that you pointed it out like this is just one placement but it does give us an idea you know me and you we have the same placement but we could be very very different in what brings our self-esteem because of our other placements and who we are like I'm a Scorpio mm-hmm. you're Pisces with the Virgo rising and I have a Leo rising like they're completely yeah. different and it's just It's only one placement and you may super resonate or you may resonate a little bit. And that's why it's great to actually go to an astrologer who can look at it, look at the bigger picture as well. Yeah, exactly. We have an entire chart and planets are connected too. like, yeah, you have Jupiter in this place, but then it's also it might be connected to Saturn in a way or Mars. So those parts also get to play together. So your self-esteem is connected and influenced by a bunch of different factors so yeah and why I love astrology because it's never Mm -hmm. like you think okay I got it because I now understand this placement but then wait it's also connected to like and I love that I honestly love the lifelong journey of studying your chart or just studying yourself whether you do it through astrology or not so another thing I kind of want to leave everybody with some tips for confidence and self-esteem. If it's something that you really want to work on, you can add some practices into your daily routine and maybe play around with these things and see if it helps you. And for me, what helps is affirmations. I know we've said this on many episodes, but I feel affirmations are really powerful and to be able to do them while maybe looking into a mirror and speaking some self-love. And like Olga said earlier, maybe doing some self-talk, whether it's through journaling or out loud and maybe discussing who you are because our self-esteem is so related to identity maybe making a list of who you want to be who you think you are and maybe parts of your identity that you don't fully accept or love and how you can accept them while still being on that journey of growing and changing so an example of something could be you know you haven't fully accepted that maybe you're actually maybe very needy There's nothing wrong with being a needy person and feeling like you always need people's attention or love, like accept that about yourself and embrace it and be like, yes, this is who I am. But it's also something I'm working on to where I'm not so dependent on others to feel loved and maybe find ways where you can apply that neediness in a good way. For example, yeah, you're needy, but that also might mean that you get things that you want Mm -hmm. or get what you ask for. I have a friend who identifies. Um, She's always like, yes, I'm needy, but like 
I don't care. I love it. Like it's who I am. And it's something that I will proudly accept and say is that I like these certain things. This is what I want. I want this amount of time with people. And I state it. And she's always like, you know, if that's not something you like or want to provide, and you like having a lot of space to yourself, that's great. But then you're not the person for me. And I love that about her. And it's like she really turns a trait that people put out as so negative into something so positive. And the fact that she embraces it makes it attractive instead of her being ashamed of it. And I bet that if she didn't accept it and she would feel ashamed about it, then people would pick up on that energy and they would be mm-hmm. telling her, oh, God, like you're so needy. That's annoying. But because she accepted it herself, she gets to pick who can stay in her inner circle and really have people that she can spend quality time with who are willing to give her the time. And I'm sure she gives mm-hmm. a lot more in return and that, as well. Yeah. Um, and that way her. she doesn't have to pretend to be someone she's not and pretend to be this like cool chill girl that's not needy she's not disrespecting herself by doing that she's honoring how she feels and who she is while still being self-aware and being like I understand in some situations you know I need to be okay with being alone and it's something like she can work on but she doesn't have to be ashamed of it and she doesn't have to completely get rid of it she doesn't have to become this person that's not needy but she can definitely work on being okay with being alone or being okay when someone's not there, but still fully accepting that this is what she needs and this is what she desires. That's a really Um, cool example. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Yeah, I think if you are maybe having a hard time, because I know you are saying like mirror work might be very powerful, but I know for some people it might feel uncomfortable to begin with, especially when you're coming from, you know, a very inadequate place of self-esteem. So maybe try to imagine that your true self is bigger than you. So you're basically doing that not even for yourself, but for this other person inside of you that you're stuck with for the rest of your lives it's like kind of weird because you're almost doing it for someone else again versus you but it has helped me tremendously because sometimes I might feel a little silly are people gonna laugh at me for doing this or saying these things and like this is too woo woo to talk about but when I am actually thinking like this is something bigger than myself I don't really have a choice but to embrace it and to talk about the things that I want to talk about because Mm. it's my inner being and that that might be a bit too much for some people. I, I don't know why, but that definitely does help when you feel like you're standing up for someone when you can see yourself from the outside in. Like if you're looking at yourself um, from mm-hmm. the outside of like, I respect this person and I want to stand up for her. I think one thing that helps me as well, maybe if someone is uncomfortable with the term inner being, picturing the child version of yourself, standing up for that little girl and her <laughs> (laughs) dreams and you know just standing up for her and kind of seeing it in that way like the little kid version of you when we're younger we're so I feel like we are embracing our inner being because we haven't learned these limitations of society and people judging us and kind of closing that off when we're younger we're just so genuinely ourselves and just kind of like picturing the younger version Mm -hmm. of you and if she was being treated like this or if she felt this way how would you stand up for her that helps me sometimes (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much for listening. Like always, we will have our handles for Instagram and Twitter below along with our websites. We both have our own businesses where Olga does astrology and I do mindset and life coaching. So if you're interested, we have those services to offer you guys. And yeah. And don't forget to rate us so other people can find us easier as well. Thank you for listening and we will speak to you in the next episode.